0: Hi, I'm Matt Cotty. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, and I specialize in helping people take their lives back from common mental health challenges. I believe we all deserve and can achieve great mental health. And on this podcast, I'm gonna share with you practical tools, strategies, and principles that will help you navigate the path to recovery and move towards becoming the best version of yourself. Welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Show. All right, hello and welcome to this episode where we're going to talk about sending messages of safety to the nervous system and really how this correlates with OCD and anxiety recovery. So for those of you that don't know me, my name is Matt Cotty and I'm a licensed clinical social worker and the founder of Restored Minds and the creator of the AAA response. And you know, when we're talking about dealing with OCD and anxiety and really anything on that kind of stress-related continuum. And so, you know, everything from general anxiety, social anxiety, to phobias, panic, uh, PTSD, and even things like derealization and depersonalization, what we're talking about here is the body's um, experience with with stress and this this energy that's really being manifested in the body to, again, navigate a specific challenge or threat. I mean, that's the whole reason that we experience stress, right? It's our body's physiological response to a threat or a challenge. And and the problem is, right, Like like we – the reason more and more people are wrestling with anxiety-related struggles is because we have this unique capacity as humans to – develop an idea in our mind or a thought in our mind that can actually stimulate the exact stress response as if we had a physical threat in our actual environment. So the, the same nervous system is going off, right? And the more and more we then try to neutralize those ideas and those threats, or whether they're intrusive thoughts or just thoughts about the future, we validate to our system that, Hey, those, that, That thought really was something that we need to worry about, something we need to think about, and it really was dangerous. So therefore, our mind keeps producing it and our body keeps reacting to it. And and when we're talking about recovering from something like OCD and anxiety related struggles, you know, it's there, there's not really a clear definition on what recovery is right? Like what is recovery? It's not this mystical destination that we reach, right? How most people define recovery is they judge it based off their feeling. Well, you know, I felt anxious and now I don't feel anxious. So I'm recovered. Right. And that's a, that's a poor definition of recovery because there's many things we can be doing that are unhealthy in the long term that could get our feeling state to that, that baseline that we're looking for, where we feel you know, again, not in that sympathetic response. And so, so if you haven't watched the last or haven't listened to the last episode, please go back and do so. In fact, we'll link it down in the notes. Because the last episode, we talked about the idea of the sympathetic nervous system and the parasympathetic. And one of the things that we need to be doing if we're dealing with stress, anxiety, OCD, anything in that realm is we need to be sending consistent messages of safety to our nervous system. Now, it's important to understand that the nervous system doesn't operate in language. Like you know, the the part of your brain where OCD and anxiety, um, and, and more importantly, your nervous system and your body is all it's all connected. But, but the part of the brain where that operates is is sublingual, right? It doesn't understand language. And, and to articulate this, think about this, you know, um, I remember one time I was on a little little hike on a trail kind of near where I live and I, you know, I do this little run or walk or, you know, hike, whatever it is. It's like, you know, I kind of, it's just this big trail. And one time I was uh, walking on the trail and I kind of turned this corner and I saw this coyote just walking right at me on the same trail, right? And we both like just stopped dead in our tracks because we were we were pretty close, you know, to one another. And and we kind of got in this standoff for a minute. And um you know, my nervous system definitely got like activated because it's like, you know, I had this realization there's like this, you know, wild animal like just right in front of me. You know, like there was nothing in between me and him. And you know, and I didn't I didn't know like what was going on in that in, in his mind. At no point did the coyote verbally articulate anything to me that it was a threat to me, but my nervous system sure, you know, again, went into that fight or flight and the same thing like with, with you, right? It's like, think about if you're walking and you see a threat, like threats don't articulate themselves verbally. You know, it's, it's like, you can, you can sense it energetically. Your, your nervous system activates unconsciously based on detecting something in your environment. And this all happens non-verbally, and then the what you do behaviorally communicates back to your nervous system whether or not that actually is a false alarm or a real danger. So when you engage in compulsions, right? Like, so let's say that in that instance that I started running away from the coyote. Well, in that particular instance, right? I am teaching my nervous system and validating, hey, that really is dangerous. Next time we see a Coyote, we really need to, we need to jet, right? Turn on that fight or flight uh, response. But in this situation, we had kind of like a standoff, right? And I knew I I shouldn't run, even though there was part of me that wanted to run, that sympathetic was going off. But I knew that that would essentially send the message that I'm prey. And so I kind of stood, you have to, you know, you stand your ground. And then I started slowly kind of moving at it and shooing it away right? And kind of walking at it and making noise. And eventually the coyote, you know, ran off into the brush. And that was that. Um, but, but I mean, but I, but I, you know, saw myself stop, right? And, and the point that I'm making here is that I need to send messages of safety to my nervous system. Now, that was a real life situation. But for most of us, like I said, we're dealing with these intrusive thoughts, thoughts about the future, things that aren't actually real, they're not really happening, Right? And, and I mean the thoughts are actually something we're experiencing, but what the thoughts are saying is is what we're actually quote unquote reacting to. And what we need to be doing is we need to be sending messages, consistent messages of safety to our nervous system. Now, how do you do that? Well, if you're if you're engaging in a safety behavior or a compulsive behavior, you're again reinforcing the idea that you're really in danger. So again, standing in the face of the feeling and not reacting and not getting reactive is, again, a message of I'm already safe. Because if I'm safe, then my nervous system is forced to challenge the idea of whether we're in danger or not. So what I'm doing behaviorally is really going to speak volumes to my nervous system versus what I'm telling myself. I can't tell myself that I'm safe, I'm safe, I'm safe, I'm safe, I'm safe verbally and then go and behave in a way that contradicts that. The message that I'm sending my nervous system again is behaviorally, right? What I'm doing, and mentally and physically. Okay, so if I'm if I'm getting reactive to when I'm feeling anxiety and I'm trying to get rid of anxiety, well, I'm sending messages that anxiety is dangerous, right? If if I'm having intrusive thoughts and I'm doing things to try to get rid of them, well, I'm sending the idea that that's dangerous, and then therefore the nervous system is again going to keep responding according. So, but by me sending messages of safety, and we talked about this a little bit in the last episode, but I mean, even something like breathing and breathing into your stomach and breathing out, think about that. That is how you breathe when you're in the parasympathetic state. So, by breathing that way, even if you don't feel like, you know, if you feel all wild, wired up, you're sending a message that, hey, I can breathe. Like I'm in the sympathetic, like, like I'm in the parasympathetic state, like I'm already safe. Again, relaxing your shoulders. You know what I mean? Like relaxing your body. That's sending a message of safety. You know, doing things like the AAA response, right? And, and if you don't know what that is, there's a little guide down in the in the notes where you can download a free copy and you can start to, you know, really learn that and understand that. Um, but But doing those things behaviorally, is how you send a message to the nervous system that you're already safe, which allows it to shift back into parasympathetic. And that's, that's really the objective we have, right? What, why most people get stuck in, in feelings of anxiety is they are perpetuating behaviors that's communicating the idea that they're still in danger to their body and brain. And the brain learns from your behaviors, not what you're telling it logically or what you're reading even. You know, so you can learn information logically and, be, and engage in behaviors that are totally contradictory to what you actually know. And that's why, that's why it's so important to really tune into what you're doing behaviorally and, and asking yourself, what message is that sending to my nervous system? Okay, so hope that idea helps. I just wanted to really articulate that idea of sending consistent messages of safety to your nervous system, especially if you're dealing with OCD and anxiety. And, and, and again, so like, which is, which is all really what we're talking about here is again, ERP and, um, and things like that. Like it all ties together, but I, but I want you to just understand it from just a nervous system concept, right? That, that your nervous system is learning based on what you're doing, not what you're saying. That's, that's where the nervous system is really picking up a lot of its information. So, um, yeah, with that said, if you're struggling with OCD and anxiety, again, we have resources to help you. You know, so please head over to restoredminds.com. Um, you know, there's a couple ways to get started, whether it's with uh, you know our free guide. Uh, you know, we have again our workshops that you can get started, and we actually have our complete 12 week Taking Back Control program. So we have various points that that can get you started, and we're here to support you. So please, again, we have resources right down in the notes, or you can help, head over to restoredminds.com. And, uh, and check it out. Also, um, you know, we would really help, uh, we would really appreciate it if you would like and subscribe as well as um, show your support for our show by um, leaving a comment or question below. And even if you'd like to a review on uh, iTunes for our podcast. So thank you all really appreciate everything um, that you guys do for us. And we appreciate all your support. And um, with that said, we'll see you guys on the next episode. Take care. Hi there, Matt Cottey here, and thank you for taking the time to hang out today. Now, real quick, if you are currently struggling and you're looking for help, please head over to restoredminds.com because we have different programs available to help you. And the good news is is that for the most part, you can get started right away. And if you found this episode helpful, then we'd really appreciate if you would take the time to leave us a review on iTunes, as it would really help our show. You can also send us ideas for topics of future episodes that you would like us to cover at support at restoredminds.com. Thanks again for listening. And I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode.